What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, here we go in three. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to, to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Keith Petrie, who's the founder of Locker Mail. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Great. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on, on the show and learn more about what you are working on. For people that haven't heard of Locker Mail, what is that? What are you working on? So Locker, which is the corporate company, is an agent working on behalf of the best interest of the consumer. But Locker Mail, which is our first product, uh, simply enables consumers to regain control of their inbox. So walk me through a little bit about um, about what that looks like, how it works. Uh, you know, yeah, walk me through if I was to kind of use Locker Mail, what would my experience be? Cool. So in terms of how it works, it's a publicly facing email address that consumers use in a secure way in any situation. So whether you're subscribing to a newsletter online, completing a purchase, uh, or even joining a loyalty membership at your local coffee shop and they want to email you a receipt. It's a single point of control across all of your existing email inboxes. So think of Locker Mail as a control panel for all of your email communications. It's a complementary tool uh, instead of a competitive tool. So unlike having to convince somebody to leave Gmail and go and utilize a new tool like Locker Mail, we sit on top of Gmail. We sit on top of your work email. There's no integration whatsoever. We can't read any of your personal emails or work emails. It's really just a forwarding and filtering service to protect your inbox and and your sanity, to be honest. Well, I think this is very, very, very important to to be building. Like right now, I feel like it's like, the, the, like the, the peak, we're at peak, like hopefully peak, like craziness on, on the inbox, but, but it's probably not the peak, which is why we need what you're building. But why did you decide ultimately to start Locker Mail? Do you mind sharing like the origin story here and kind of how you got started? Yeah. So in terms of my background and how we got, how we got started at Locker, it, it really comes down to a statement you just said, you hope that we're at the peak. And unfortunately, I know that we're not at the peak. So I've spent over a decade as a data broker, primarily in the ad tech and MarTech sector. I've either been the founder or part of an executive team through four acquisitions, two of which exceeded eight years. So I have a long history of working with data and identity, but I've always been servicing the enterprise. And so about a year ago, given a number of different uh, developments in the market, I decided to take that experience and really develop a solution that's catered towards the consumer first and foremost. And, and that's really how we began Locker Mail and the journey that we're on today. 
in terms of how we got it got started on the actual idea and ideation and where we landed, the most important thing is to, to understand is that the depreciation of the cookie, which I'm sure we've all heard of, but don't necessarily know exactly what that is, as well as the mobile identifier for advertising, which is called the ad ID on Android and, and uh, IDFA on, on iOS, the disappearance and the lack of reliability of these identifiers has caused an increase in the use of email. And what that means is that brands as well as publishers are incentivized and, and honestly motivated due to revenue to collect your email address to rely on it now. And as a result of that, there's a rise in email registration walls. And that's what you've been witnessing. And that is only going to to continue for the next nine, 12 months, if not further than that. And so personally, I felt inundated. I knew many others felt the same way. And I felt that we could sustain the very delicate balance of the open and free internet without uh, harming the consumer's inboxes. And so that's where I looked. I looked at a lot of other products in the market that provided like an unsubscribe or a block functionality, but they were all too simplistic. They didn't really take that next step. Uh, and that's where Locker Mail was born out of. How do you, I guess, think about it? Well, actually, I'll phrase it this way. Like, as you're building this out, you know, obviously, this is a pain point for a lot of people. Um, and and I have to guess, like, you're talking to, to customers and people about this and getting, you know, feedback, and etc. So I guess my question for you is, like, how do you kind of find the, find the balance between building what you think needs to exist based on your knowledge of the market and, um, and taking in feedback if not complaints about the problem from your customers or potential customers and and i guess how do you find that line you know every founder goes through this this kind of balancing act so i'm going to give you a really tangible example here uh so most email products that have existed prior to locker mail have done what's called authentication into your pre-existing inbox so you utilize a gmail and you authenticate an application like Unroll Me, which has been around for a number of years. Now, Unroll Me has access to everything going on in your inbox, uh, and they enable you quite seamlessly and quite conveniently to unsubscribe from any emails that you are no longer interested in. You can also cluster emails, a number of, of, of simplistic features. However, they do it eloquently and they provide value immediately. However, they also just settled a suit with the FTC for invasion of privacy and leveraging consumer data uh, and monetizing it without transparent consent. And so we are faced with a hurdle of being an agent working on behalf of the best interest of the consumer. That is love's mission and vision. And that's what we wake up every day thinking about. But we also want to provide convenience. And so a number of users have come to us and said, locker mail is great. But as soon as I sign up, it doesn't work yet, meaning I have to go proactively register for a website with Locker Mail. And there is feedback from a subset of our users stipulating, I trust you and I want you to authenticate into my inbox and then do this on top of my pre-existing email. And I think that's a great point. I think that's something that we could strive for in the future. But right now, I feel that that's too early. That's almost like being a very clingy single person when you're dating you jump the gun, you tried to mature a relationship too quickly. And so I think that we can get there over time, but I think we need to be build a baseline of trust first uh, because we at no point want to break that trust 
with our consumer. And as you have been going down this path of solving this problem, um, it does sound like it's complicated, right? It's probably not super easy to solve. So I'm curious, what have you learned along the path so far of building Locker and Locker Mail? Um, It could be about the market, about just competitors or working with customers, but what are some learnings that you've come across? So I think that there are two primary learnings that I've really reflected on so far. The first of which is definitely simplicity is key. Like by far, everything that I do in my life is particular to me and everything that you do is particular to you. And to make it something that's truly scalable, it needs to be as simple and easy as possible. And there's always been a stress across all product development, whether it's B2B or B2C, it doesn't matter on as few clicks as possible, or it needs to be as so simple that it's intuitive. But you really don't experience that experience that firsthand until you are hands on keyboard, pen on paper, designing something and executing against that vision. And and minimizing steps is extremely hard. So that's been one of the most important learnings. And I think that that shows just in terms of our uh, feedback from early users from you know February of this year till today in terms of how we've changed the UI, moved around features, uh, articulated how certain items function, so on and so forth. Uh, The second learning is I built this product for me. I think just like a lot of founders and you need to be open to continuous feedback and taking it in different directions. I personally do a lot of my shopping at some of the behemoth e-commerce providers online. I centralize a lot of my purchases. Mind you, I also live in a small town and I I do shop local, but when it comes to online shopping and certain purchases, I just try to centralize it to keep things simple for myself. Uh, And what I found is that I built this product for a lot of my news consumption. So we have the ability to filter your emails, what emails come through to your personal inbox. So I filter Business Insider morning newsletters, as an example, based off of the mention of certain privacy terms, GDPR, CCP. CCPA, uh, the Australian Privacy Act, so on and so forth. That's what I care about. I don't necessarily care about news that doesn't meet those certain criteria. Uh, However, we quickly found that the first few users of Locker Mail were heavily reliant on utilizing the same exact functionality that I built and relied on, however, for retail purchases and other motivations. And so we quickly ran with that and continued to develop in that direction. And I think that those types of learnings and being malleable this early in the process is extremely important. And if you take those learnings and your day-to-day and, and kind of zoom out a ton into the future, what, what do you think Locker Mill looks like, you know, 5, 10, 15 years into the future? Or, or in other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you growing in with the company? So the, the bigger vision is very, very different than what the company looks like today. And we're, we're relatively open about that. So Right now, we're reimagining how consumers engage with brands via email, via a very particular vehicle. However, what Locker is doing as a whole is we're redefining the concept of data ownership and we're giving more power and control to consumers. So Locker plans on being the consumer application to enable control around identity, consent, and data ownership. And that's a very broad, very macro statement. And if you bring that to an individual who is not 
as tech savvy as you and I, and probably a lot of this, the audience of this podcast, but to a, a normal consumer, that sounds grandiose. It doesn't sound very tactile. Uh, and so we knew that we needed to start with a product that was easily relatable and could be something that consumers could rely on a, on a day-to-day basis. That would be a good, strong foundation to add additional features to in the future. And so, you know, a lot of the internet, this is just one example of where our, where our head's at, but a lot of the internet is changing from being anonymous to uh, registration walls, as we already talked about. Well, you don't go around signing up for things with your social security number. No, you go around and you sign up to things with your email address, but that should be just as personal. And so we are adding that protective layer. Uh, you know, we're, we're pretty open about wanting to expand into other areas as well. I'm sure that, guess what? One of the fastest growing areas for marketing is SMS text messaging. Uh, I'm very annoyed when I get text messages from people I didn't subscribe to or websites that say, I'll give you 10, 15, 20% off if you give me your email and your phone number, which is like obscenely overreaching right now. So we plan on having locker mail for your email. We plan on having a locker solution for SMS as well. Uh, and we plan on taking this not just for your, your identity, but also for your consent. Do you consent? Do you provision access to your data, to your data, to a certain company? And I think that we can take that a step further and, and truly benefit nearly every single transaction and relationship that a consumer makes on a day-to-day basis. And in order to bring that to life and like make it happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup and, and, and a mission work. So my question for you is, how can the forward thinking founders community help or the listeners help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Looking for partnerships, maybe customers? You know, how, how can we assist? So I think the, the most important thing for us right now is continuous product feedback. So more than happy to work with you offline and provide you a link where any of the forward thinking founders community can sign up without joining our wait list. That's, that's easy for us to do. Beyond that, we're an open book in terms of feedback. Uh, we're looking for constant feedback. Uh, we publicly post our product roadmap for our users to see so that they can comment on it, try to reprioritize things based off of the hurdles that they face on in their uh, utilization of the tool. And that is the most important aspect for us right now. Beyond that, we have some incredible investors on board already, the majority of which have backgrounds in some type of identity or consumer data and understand how I'm trying to leverage my background uh, working for the enterprise in that space and bringing it towards the consumer. Uh, But we're always open to having more of those discussions as we continue to scale uh, and move on from there. Outside of that, in terms of partnerships, which is a great question, we plan on working with publishers over time and showing them the value of a locker mail consumer signing up to their site, as opposed to perhaps a consumer who's using a machine generated email. Uh, As an example, if somebody signs up to a publisher's website with an Apple single sign-on email address, that publisher loses 64% of their revenue immediately. And publishers provide the open and free press that all of us use and rely on in everyday lives, in work, in school. Uh, and we want to make sure that that's still sustain- sustainable while still respecting the privacy and, and uh, consent of that consumer. And so we are beginning to work with publishers and we will continue to mature those relationships. So more than happy to talk with any publishers that are uh, audience members of the uh, FTF community. 
And then for my last question, if someone did want to reach out or learn more, you know, check this out, where can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media accounts, or like an email address? How can someone learn more? Yeah. So the easiest is lockermail.com, which is L-O-C-K-R mail.com. And my personal email is Keith, K-E-I-T-H at L-O-C.K-R. So L-O-C.K-R. It's a little different in terms of our URL, uh, but you can reach me on Twitter at Keith E. Petri, P-E-T-R-I always available. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it, Matt. Look forward to continuing to contribute to the uh, Forward Thinking Founders community. Woo!